Hello, everyone. Welcome to She Podcast, the podcast, episode 397. I'm your co-host, Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, the tan, but not specifically tan, Elsie Escobar. <laughs> it's different every time, Elsie. We've decided that with two different cameras, she's two different tans. She's got skin undertones on this side and then different ones on this side. Either that or the lighting's off. I don't know, but it was very strange. It was very anyway. strange. I was messing around with cameras because right now I am on the iPhone camera. So this is my, I have my iPhone 13 mini. I'm using con- continuity camera and it has mm-hmm. this fancy thing in the back. As you can see, you can turn on portrait mode and you can see my portrait. But then when you open it up, it's blurry in the background, which is great. Yeah. So it's done a really good job doing that. But then I also have an Elgato uh, face cam that I'm not too fun of. Doesn't Elgato mean... The cat. It does, but this is Elgato. Like, it's not even El. I always want to say El Gato, which is El cat, Gato, right? Yeah. The cat. That's but not it's what it together. Is. It's together. Oh. It's Elgato. Elgato. It's That's Elgato. Very American Elgato. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, so three away from the 400th episode, which for yeah. which we have zero fanfare. But I am interested. Every time I log on here, I'm like, oh my God, it's so close. And then I it's, instantly oh my God, forget. It's so close. We are so close to. <laughs> and then I instantly forget that it's happening. But yeah, almost at 400. That is a lot of shows. It's a lot of shows. I was telling someone that they could go back. Was it you I was telling? That, that like, if you want to hear our lives 10 years ago, you can. You can. Isn't like we it? have literally aged on, I don't want to say on film because I'm a video person, but on tape, I guess, which on is not tape, a- yeah. tape either. You can we listen. Have, yeah, yeah. To what we were like 10 years ago. When I was 38, we started this show. Yeah. You can hear what a numb nuts I was. I don't know if my opinions have changed or anything, but like we were, all I can say is this. We were a little perkier. That's it. I think that's it. Other than that, I think you we're the think same, so? right? think so? I think yeah. there might have been a little, they were a little looser actually now than the, when we were before. And before there was an awful lot, at least on my side of the equation, there was an awful lot of mommying because I had my kids, right? So oh, yeah, but I had a screaming cat, remember? <laughs> you did have a kitty cat that was making loud noises. And when we first started, yeah. by the way, I had the worst audio quality. I had even worse audio quality than Justin. Than me? No way! Yes. You know why? Even though I knew all the bits, like I knew how to get the best quality audio, but because my kids were at that, especially May May, uh, was like a probably, how old was she? She was like a, about I two. Mean, two. She turned, yeah. yeah, it was like, she actually turned three. So she, yeah. So when we started to do stuff, she was almost three. So she was a, she was just a lot. Okay. <laughs> she was a lot. And I remember if I shut the door or went into a closet or something, or tried to find a private space where I could record, mm-hmm. it would be a nightmare. It would just never have, it would have never happened. And thus I started recording at the worst possible location on my kitchen table in the kitchen. Mm. And because that way I could see them come in and out and all this stuff. And I had a microphone that didn't even have a boom arm. It had a built in boom arm, if you will. Yeah. Mine just sat on my desk. And it was horrible in so many different ways. The audio was horrendous, but at the same time, it's like, I felt the need that we needed to get the show out and all of the things that were going in my head, like 
I can't believe she is a podcast consultant and she helps podcasters do all these things, but yet she can barely, she sounds horrible. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. That's all playing in my own head. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. Because if I wait for the perfect time and place to record, we would never have started the show. Yeah. So I was like, let's do it. It's true. It was the worst thing. I couldn't even, oh my God. Couldn't even, I don't even know. I mean, it was weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's just weird. It's weird to hear about my kids when they were like 14, 13. That's weird. When you start to hear like everything that we've gone through, all of the bloopers that we had, their little voices in there. I was like in the middle of like breastfeeding the child, right? It was crazy. There was a lot of stuff happening. I mean, and I was pregnant at first, wasn't I? So like, I think probably what happened was right around the time we started our show, maybe a week after. I believe that that was the case. Yep. I was told that I could not have sugar through my pregnancy, like almost, almost like within two weeks of our show starting. And I can only imagine the ranting that I did for the first six months of our show. And then the second six months when I came back was also a lot of ranting because I had a newborn and it was miserable. Because you had a newborn. I had a newborn, you guys, and I was telling you all about him and what a delight he was. Oh, my God. He's still a delight, actually. He's still a delight. We're going to have to have a debrief on maybe on our episode 400. Maybe on we can 400. Just, we can just do a like a walk down memory oh, lane. Of, <laughs> that would be great. Of, uh, of, let's do that. Whatever well, so that today, is. let's move on because we have something. Oh, yeah. And speaking of, because you were, this is a great segue because you were just talking about what it is to have your, essentially your legacy, your history, who you are growing up in, I can't say in front of cameras, with people in their ears or whatever. And, and, and we've essentially recorded our life, right? And that's great. We were talking about it from a positive perspective. But this next little bit of news that we're going to be talking about is not that. <laughs> it's, it's how... <laughs> It's Thanks how pod- for the segue, Elsa. I know, sorry. It's podcast. No, no, no. I mean, Worst it's segue pod- ever. No, it's actually perfect. It's when you record something and it comes back to bite you because you said something so horrific in a podcast that people are now bringing it up. And it's much worse than you would ever, ever, ever could ever imagine anybody doing. So as of now, there w- there's been a, some uh, kerfuffle over it's a kerfuffle beef co-star david chose past claims of rapey behavior and we are going to have a link in the show notes to an article from salon mind you this is not just on salon i mean if you just search for david cho c-h-o-e controversy you will find all of the articles that are covering right now because beef at least this past weekend um, that I saw was the number one uh, show on Netflix. So it's doing really well, at least here in the United States, co-starring Ali Wong, who I think is a phenomenal actor. Hilarious. And she is so, so, so very good. So anyway, this dude, this Danny, I have not seen the show, by the way, so I have no idea. In March 2014, so, oh, there's a date here. So in March 2014. It was a while ago. He brags about a disturbing sexual encounter. I believe it was on his own show. 
It was a March 10th episode of his <laughs> podcast that was called DVD ASA, or I don't even know if that's like, do you say it that way? It's just capital letters, D-V-D-A-S-A. So I don't know if that's Asa. a- Oh, it's DVD Asa. It's co-hosted with porn actor Asa Akira. Oh, I see. Okay. So he's maybe, is he DVD? Oh, his oh, name I is see. David. He's DVD. So he's they're DVD, DVD Asa. He's a, yeah. Okay. David oh my and God. Asa, yeah. Well- well, we that's should have a made too a show like for that. Us. Maybe, maybe our show should have been what should it be? J, J S, J K, J K. It would be like yeah, J C A E L E. Okay, that's a, it's still terrible. No matter how you slice it, it's the terrible. It's so bad. It's, anyway. it's a terrible. Yes. So on that episode, which was they even have a date. March 10th episode of his personal show, he goes into an unbelievably specific story about his behavior with um, a masseuse that he in the show calls Rose. So do you want to sum it up without? Yeah. Without getting into specifics, because honestly, it is inc- so it, the specifics are, by the way, trigger warning for anybody who has had any kind of sexual trauma in any way, shape or form. If you have little ears listening around, I mean, I'm not going to this is like I'm not going to get into the trauma part. I'm going to gently summarize okay. without listing the trauma. I will say that he was getting a massage and he was his body was reacting inappropriately and he decided to do something about it because in his head he was like well i can't ask if i could do something about it because that's awkward then after she seemed uncomfortable he continues to describe how he didn't care and that he tried to get her to participate in various unappealing and uninvited ways Finally, convincing her to help him, but I, you can't say he didn't. You can't fi- say convincing because convincing, he forced her. Fin- he forced her is the point. He literally forced her. I mean, I was trying not to get into the trauma part, but basically, okay. he he force convinced her. Yes, but she was not into it. She clearly was, no. and he says on the show she was not over, into me. It was over clearly and over. And over. Yeah, he says. Yeah. Never once did she want to do any of this stuff. Like he literally says she wasn't into it. She did not want to. She did not want to. Never in the whole time does he ever say anything other than she did not want to. He was doing a lot of suggesting. Then he asked her to, you know, like he like kind of like grabbed the back of her head. Let's and not go a- into much any more detail than that. You guys can read if you want to go through it. But it was completely inappropriate. When that was finished, she asked if she could finish the massage. And I have no idea if that, I don't remember reading it then. But then the porn star, Akira, was like, you're basically telling us you're a rapist. And the only way to get excited is rape. And he was like, yeah. And then he described her appearance. And then the guy was like, who cares? You're a rapist. <laughs> you're clearly a rapist. And then 10 years later, I guess... Well, there's also something else that I didn't see there. In June 2017, he apologized for this in a lengthy oh, Instagram caption. No, in 2017, he apologized for this. 
Okay, so the apology was like, I'm not a rapist. I hate rapists. I'm an artist and a storyteller, and my show is an extension of my art. I'm guilty of bad storytelling in the style of douche. The main objective of all my podcasts is to challenge and provoke my friends and co-stars. We mess with each other, entertain ourselves. It's dark, tasteless, completely irreverent. I mean, okay, fine. I get that. I understand that. And I even could see that. But the question is whether or not, I mean, but what is the actual question that we need to know, right? Because this guy's on a very popular show. So the reason that we're like, what exactly do we need to know whether or not it actually happened or not? And what are we collectively going to do, whether it did or not? Or do we just write him off forever because of a story that he told, which may or may not have been true? I mean, we've not heard the way he was telling it. Here's the thing. If you want to be dark and tasteless, that's one thing. But like, it's very rare that someone is dark and tasteless while recounting a memory. It's difficult to do. And it's difficult to do without at least giving it away at some point that you're either making it up on the spot or that, you know, something, you know, the story, listen, because I've lived with some liars, okay, my daughter especially, and I know that liars miss a step, things don't connect, stuff doesn't add up. And this wasn't that kind of story. He basically was saying, like, these are the things I did. This is how she responded. But like, I guess I'd have to listen to it to make my own decision. But yeah, I mean, I, I make tasteless jokes about stuff all the time. I'm talking about writing a sitcom about my daughter's overdose. Like, that's pretty fucked up. It's not the same as like, hey, one time when I did heroin, and then what? You come back and go, ah, I'm just kidding. I wasn't high on heroin. Three years later? Three years I don't later. Think so. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's where where my question is. So there is the question of So you need to know whether or not he's telling the truth. Which behavior, we, right? Like yeah. as in like yeah. the story that first of all, it was very in depth and very um nuanced in how he told the story, at least in words, because again, we haven't listened to it. I see it. You could, y'all could read it in that salon article that we have in our show notes. Yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like a dark joke at all to me. It's very specific. You know it what I mean? It sounds like he like, was being a douche because he had the right to be a douche because actually he's a douche, and it was just a douchey recount of a douchey experience that he douched. Yeah, but it's beyond douchiness, though. That's the whole point. It's like, what? It's Are, what did you do? This is an assault, right? It's yeah. It wasn't like and a douche. There's a too. Dude, and grow. I mean, of course. And so there's that. There's that aspect of it. And then to come out and say that it's essentially it was. I'm a storyteller, and this is what I do on my show. Kind of a vibe. I get that because there are some creators out there who really do like. At the like, most, are you telling stories about beating slaves while you're at it? Like, what do you mean you're a storyteller? Well, and but see, here's the other thing. A, so there's not you know, a story. There's, there's shows <laughs> like crime. Jackass, right? So Jackass, yeah. they did some douche. Those guys did some douchey things, right? So I mean, Jackass, they were stupid. Yes. Well, yeah. And so they did all this crazy stuff and they were doing all this, all of these things where they were, that was the premise of the show was to do these crazy stuff, like just stuff that why in the world would anybody do it? That was the whole point of the show. So I can understand having a show that does these crazy things or like just woo, right? Right. But this, the way, mind you, and here's another thing too, though. I mean, if we start to align Minus the subject matter. Mm-hmm. But let's say at one point you and I had a conversation that if transcribed 
and posted on an article specifically since it was in 2014, which is when this happened. That's 10 years ago. Yeah. And we said some things in this conversation that somebody brings up and then for whatever reason, it goes against something that's happening nowadays. Right. We don't I don't. Hey, listen, I have no idea what we've said in the hours of times that we've recorded. But let's pretend there was a questionable discussion about something that is then transcribed and posted somewhere. And then people are reading the back and forth versus the vibe, our voices, how we interact with each other, whether whether you can get a sense of something through the sound of our voices, you get another understanding, people who may have known us prior, like there's like history behind folks. Oh yeah, they're always doing stuff like that. But the public may not know that. And so there's this gap where you kind of are like that. I think I thought people knew us better than that. I thought that was 10 years ago, right? Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. How do you feel when it comes up that someone did something 10 or even 20 years ago? People can change a great deal. And especially in the last five years since 2018, since the Me Too movement, I think that brought an enormous amount of awareness Mm -hmm. to both sexual assault and racial discrimination in our country and And racism and racism. So I think there's a lot of people that probably 10 years ago would have said stuff that isn't exactly something that they would believe now. And And, also comedians are in a worse position because because they just make shit up for laughs. Like Amy Schumer used to constantly talk about sexual assault and how she was like her. She had a shtick, like a persona that kept joking about how she was being sexually assaulted, but she was too stupid to realize that she was like, I love my boyfriend because he kind of grabs my head. You know, like she yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, it's a joke. I mean, it's a, it's not real and it's maybe not as funny, you know, as it could be. But again, 10 years ago, it was not really questioned. It was just a tasteless joke. Same as the rest of them. And to add, I think that I would say there's a difference also in age. And I'm not giving people a pass, by the way. I'm not saying like, you just get a pass for this. But I'm thinking prior to 27, like younger than 27, you're still sort of trying to figure out a lot of stuff. And I think that when I'm not okay with it is when you see, like, I think I saw, I forgot this, who... I forgot who this woman was. Another a woman who's just gotten promoted to some position of power. I can't remember if it's a political thing or a company thing or I don't even know what it is. I can't remember, but I did see something on social where she was getting a crap ton of flack for like mm. partying when she was 17. Like there were pictures of her like drunk when she was yeah. 17 and right now she's like the CEO of something or she's, you know, gotten something important. <laughs> that is yeah. full of power or whatever. And people are like, oh my God, look at her, 17. She was drinking. And you're like, uh, there's lots of people who were doing that when they were 17 years old. I have a really hard time with comedians. Like this guy's a storyteller. I get it. It's a shitty story. Like in the other cases, for example, Bill Cosby and Kevin Spacey. And there's some other people that were, you know, they didn't tell these stories about themselves. Other people brought charges against them. This is a guy who told the story about himself. Now, why would you do that if it's a crime? But it took him three years to admit that it was like a joke. 
I guess. So I don't know. I worry that we're too sensitive for certain jokes and that we can't tell jokes. And I like telling jokes. And I think I think nothing should be off the table. And Cheryl is saying, you know, I can't believe more people didn't raise a flag when he released the show. Well, because it was 10 years ago. We didn't we didn't raise flags about shit. We just kind of was like, oh, he's a douchebag. And we let it go. Again, I would like to like go back to like shows from 10 years ago. Okay, It wasn't even the 90s, right? This was like 2000 and something, something. 2014. Oh, sorry. Right, right. 2014. I'm trying to think of a show that's like inappropriate now. I can't remember. I honestly can't remember. But I think that here's the other thing, too. There are a lot more people listening to podcasts now, right, than there were in 2014. In all honesty, mm-hmm. like that was a very huge, that's that was true. a huge inflection point at that time. Uh, 2014 was a huge year for podcasting in general. It was the year that Apple Podcast app was added, I believe, into the phone. It was the year that Serial came out. And both two those two things at once like created this huge like expansion of podcasting. That said, though, now actors and like being on somebody's podcast is like part of a PR thing. You go on people's podcasts to to promote your stuff. Right. Like that's a thing now. Right. But before it was like, what podcast? Like what? No. Right. But now it is. And so that's true. The thing is, I don't know how far back. I don't that it's just such a just a I weird mean, if you made thing, your living man. being a douche, it's an issue. Oh, she says it's or Cheryl says his audience may have been more acclimated to that kind of story. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty extreme though, regardless. It is like, very like because and also because it says in the article that the co-host was like like kept That's coming right. back to how shocked he was yeah and that it was rape and that it was not okay and the guy just kept like blowing it off and blowing it up i don't know it's hard to say and there's no reason for i mean it's not like we're looking for a solution we don't have a solution i just i i yeah. am very i try to be very careful about the timeline of expiration as to what your you know when your content expires because i can't if somebody you know what i I went to New Orleans when I was 19 and showed my boobs to like half of Louisiana. Okay. I shit you not. It was a contest to get the most beads and I won by far. Let's just put it that way. You're supposed to get beads when you show your tits. I'm sure there were pictures taken somewhere. They're out there because it was hundreds and thousands of people in New Orleans. And I was showing my boobs to everyone who would look so Let's just say, you know, that I want to have a, a a business where I help women. If those pictures were to surface, for example, <laughs> what kind of slut shaming am I opening myself up to? What kind right. of like, what kind of like disrespect? What kind of, I don't know. I don't know. That's the worst thing I can think of that could possibly come back to haunt me. You know, I would prefer that it not. But also, I mean, it was like 30 years ago. Right. This is only 10 years. I get that. How far back do we have to judge people? Do we have to judge them all the way far back? Can't people learn to be more open and welcoming and less casual about things? I don't know. What do you, I don't know. It is really a complicated issue. And I, I do feel that there are layers of, it depends in this. And I'm not saying as in like, it depends for, there is going to have to be a level of discernment when it comes to some of this content. Unfortunately, though, there are going to be times when someone who 
need not be judged so harshly, need not be canceled, if you will, about something that was said or that was not really, yeah. you, that there I mean, was something weird, not weird. I can't say that, like just not well thought out conversation given circumstances, because sometimes we're just not good at talking about things. Do you remember? Um, well, there's two things I want to bring up. One is Kevin Hart, I think, recently apologized for a joke he made 15 years ago. It was like a homosexual joke. Uh-huh. I mean, first of all, it was 15 years ago. Second of all, I can't really pass judgment unless I hear the joke. Like, I need to know what the joke is. Like, is the joke violent? Is it hurt? I mean, or does that matter? Is that not really supposed to matter? Because some jokes can be really positive. Like, I heard a hilarious joke this morning about how gay men can't travel without a lesbian because they make all the plans. Gay men do not know how to make plans. Apparently, they just, <laughs> this was a gay comic. And he was like, you know, we just like, you know, flit around, wear pretty things and like, you know, drink champagne and do Molly. It's the lesbians that are like, be in the car by 7.15 a.m. We will leave you. We will <laughs> leave see, you. And it was right. Anna. It was actually, it was Anna Deshaun. It was on her TikTok. It was yeah. hilarious. But I'm saying like, what's the joke? Does it, but also does the joke matter? Should we not be doing those jokes? How can we not do those jokes? That joke I just told is hilarious. I don't even travel with either one, but I could imagine that it would be just like that. But I also think that there's something to be said about who tells the joke and the, the totality of the conversation, right? Because sometimes that also matters, like a set, yeah. you know, a set of jokes wherein this is part of it. And obviously a gay man or lesbian needs to tell yeah. a joke. Like, I just don't feel comfortable at all for somebody to tell a joke of something that they are not. Hard Hard of? Like that's, yeah. Okay, but that's fair, but also not fair because I'm not a lesbian nor am I a gay man, but I mean, I know many of both. Yes, but you're not going to use that as your set. Are you? I mean, I. I mean, like why? Lisa Lampanelli, Lisa Lampanelli used to be called the queen of mean. She would go up on stage and figure out who was what ethnicity and then roast them to oblivion but about just what their is she gender, doing now? sex, and race. Well, now she's a life coach, but that's not the point. I mean, yeah, no because way. now well, she's... Well, that's the whole point. I mean, the, no, I it think is. that there's, it is. A, okay, what about, there's okay, a transition. What about during the pandemic, there was a, an event planner that you and I know who made a comment about lower income class housing and how he was glad that he didn't have to worry about those types of people based on where he lived. It's a, it was a white guy. He lives in the South. It's not Dan Franks um, or Jared Easley, but it's someone... That, I mean, first of all, he was, he was like, he was pulled down from CEO. He had to resign and I don't even know what happened, but he's not in charge of that event anymore. But yeah, that was like four years ago. And it was an offhand thing. I don't know if he knew that he tweeted it. I don't know if he knew how many people would see it. I don't know if it was just a joke or what, but like most people did not find it funny. They were like, you privileged asshole. Well, yeah. I don't even remember what it was. But that's the whole point, Jess. I think our society has completely shifted, it's going to balance out at some point as to how we interact with each other and how we talk with each other and how can we make fun of one another. But the whole point is that more generally speaking, the funny has always been, there's always been a misalignment of power, right? A lot of the funny often comes at the expense of folks that are powerless in some way mm -hmm. or Un or not represented in some ways, right? Mm -hmm. Including what we were just seeing right now, which a lot of us were like, that's like 
whoa, right? When I read that, that's not funny at all. But right. but yet there could be a, a time and a place where things like that were laughable. And a lot of the time, the women or the people who were being abused were, it was the, the butt of the joke, essentially. Yeah. So I think that there is a level of that. And, you know, when I, gr- growing up in El Salvador, like comedians in Latin American countries are by far worse than the ones here. Especially you don't say as, as they worse? worse as they focus on the level of fat shaming, the level of I, I can't say like of gay folks just not shamed, but like the way that they are portrayed in media in Latin American countries is a astoundingly like, whoa, from the get go, you can see all the everything, people that are older, any kind of like women in general are the way that they held themselves in terms of the comedy, then the way that they're portrayed in the comedy genres and whatnot. It is unbelievable the kind of stereotypes that are out there that are just not okay, like super not okay. And and they continue to be so. And now it's incredibly shocking. And so I think society themselves start to say like, that's no longer a thing. And even for the outside world, it's really hard for them to also let go of that. But that influence comes from the dominant culture, which is the white culture. And it tends to allow for that, right, to that that same kind of a vibe that goes in Latin American countries, or at least in my the way that I was raised when I was looking at those comedians, I was always like, is that mean or what? Like, I never found it particularly funny. And then now in looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, that's like oh hard, God. hardcore. But again, back to the conversation, I think that really appeals to most of us that are in this space is that we're no longer in a world where we can just make content and be thoughtless about its impact. And therefore, it might be fun. It might be funny. It might be the perfect thing. But I tell you, you must have a partner of some kind, a team member of some kind around you, a producer, uh, somebody who can mirror back to you and really tell you, do this. There's a possibility this can happen. It may or may not. But I want you to understand that that's the that's the vibe. Okay, right. And they can't just be yes people. Right. And so you got to have somebody that you can sound off that can really call you out and say, like, that was really funny. FYI, this, 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 this could happen. Yeah. Just saying, because it is a, it's a thing that you have to be aware of and you may have to scrap it and you may have to like, you know, I mean, what's his name? What's the dude? David? Jay, uh, Joe Rogan. Oh. <laughs> I like that. I forgot him. Um, he's got, you know, that new, did we talk about this on the show? He has a special... I believe it's in Austin. I think that's where he lives. Please don't quote me on this stuff, guys. I do not know much more other than skimming some of these headlines. But he did start a comedy bar show stage place where you can where you can go. And it is no cameras are allowed. No, I think there's no cell phones allowed. You have to like put them in a bag. And then he has just that's actually a lot of comedy. That's actually a lot of comedy shows, because when I went to go see Tracy Morgan, we weren't allowed to have our phone. They gave everyone an envelope with a code. And then we had to get our phone after the show. Who knew? 
But yeah. I didn't know that. But now he's got this place where it's like no holds barred. Like whatever kind of joke you want, just this is yeah. the stage where you can go and you can is just that a bad let it thing? out. That's a good thing, right? You can let it out and you can just go into that place. Yeah, because if they want to do it, they are sure. Go pay money. and. I mean, I think you need a safe space to tell terrible, there. horrible, and bad taste jokes. And then if I you like- do... That's fine. It's a it, you can totally do that. And that's your prerogative if that makes you joyful and happy and that's your vibe, right? Um right. I think that it's the access that is the challenge, right? When it becomes like a Netflix thing where it has access to all the world. So you're saying watch yourself but only if you're on camera. <laughs> Not really because what I'm saying what? is like anything that you do whether it's on as a tweet, as a post on social, as a DM, because now that is whatever. Somebody could take a screenshot of your Instagram story. Somebody can take a screenshot of whatever DM you send to somebody. Anytime that you're doing any kind of TikToks, anytime that you're recording your voice anywhere, anytime you're having any kind of recorded conversation. Now, especially with AI coming into so many different places, they can actually have your conversation that you didn't even know you were having. And all of a sudden there's a copy of an AI robot that has you saying the thing. All of that. Yeah. Watch it. Is all I'm saying. You know, if you're in for it, like you don't care, then. Then don't watch it. (laughs) No, I'm saying it'll it'll just be there. Right. And if somebody brings it up, what do you do? But anyway, this is. um. You say, I was just joking. You're being a pain in the ass. (sighs) Just as a guess. I don't know. What do you say? (laughs) All right. Moving on. Moving on to some other fun things that are not related to the road. Go, you do it. You do this one. All right. So this one. So road, um, as the time of this recording, you will have had more coverage, more information. Maybe, maybe, maybe there is more stuff on um, online to link to. But Road just had some incredible announcements over at NAB, and they've released a bunch of fantastic new products. There's going to be, I'm going to just talk to you about the products themselves, not so much the software. So there is going to be a something called a Streamer X, a Streamer X, which is, it's a little audio interface and video capture card in a little easy to use console. So I'm currently using a capture card, but it's actually going to my other camera that I have here that you can't see. It's like on a, it's my Sony. That one, you kind of need to have, whenever you're having that video signal go inside of a digital type camera, you need to have a converter for the signal. And I have a something called a cam link, which is like a little USB port. And then you stick the HDMI cable on one side and then it, be, it makes it into a USB. So mm-hmm. this little device, the Streamer X, has that thing built into it. And it also has the little roadcaster all in one. So it's like one device that mm-hmm. does both things at the same time, which is awesome. So that really streamlines if you are doing like a video podcast or you're doing a, a live stream, of course, which is what that it, that's what it's called. It's called Streamer X. And so right. you can manage everything in there. It's really cute. It's like this tiny little, it looks like a little small little square, super baby. It looks like a little baby <laughs> Roadcaster Pro too. It's so cute. Um, But then speaking of a smaller one, 
there's now they've released the Roadcaster Duo, which is essentially, from what I could see in the pictures there, y'all, it is half the size of my Roadcaster Pro. Because the Roadcaster Pro is like about this big. Like, I think it's about like as big as, I don't know, what is this, Jess? Two, I can't even tell. Like a mean, foot and a half, I guess. A foot and a half. Three feet? And, no, no. Yeah, no, two it's feet. Not three, it's not three feet. It's like Two feet, two feet, two feet. Around-ish. A two foot feet-ish. and a half to two feet-ish. Um, and so it, it takes up a lot of room. Like you can't have that on your desk because it takes up the majority of your desk. Right. And this, so this guy is much smaller. The Roadcaster back there, it's got four uh, tracks, like four separate audio tracks. So I can have like two separate microphones in there, like up to four people talking on that thing. And then it has two other ways in which you can manage audio and all kinds of other knobbies. This one just squeezes it down to a smaller smaller one. And I am in love. I think it's so cute. And then they released the pod mic USB. Mm-hmm. So the pod mic. It's all really cute. I have to say. It is very cute and super it's all colorful. Really cute. It's all very cute. So the pod mic USB, mind you, pod mic at $99, just the mic minus the USB has been one of the top selling XLR microphones out there for creators under like sub $100. One of the best investments you can do. Mind you, it's XLR only. This is the pod mic period. Now they have the pod mic USB, which is both USB and XLR. Like my beautiful little Shure MV7, which I have right here, which actually, actually this is the MV7X. So like the MV7 that I have back there. And then it has two, the XLR and USB. And so that means you, like it's my most favorite type of microphone because it can expand with you and you can take it in many different places. So I don't know how much it is. My guess is it's probably gonna be, let me see if I'm gonna be right. It's gonna be like around $150, I hope. Depending, I haven't seen like the type of stuff that they've got going on. It might be actually around $200. And if Mm -hmm. so, that's going to undercut the Shure MV7, which is sells for about 230 something dollars. So or 257 or something. So if it's cheaper than that, a lot of people are going to start going for the PodMic USB because it'll have all of that fun stuff. And then they got a backpack, the Roadcaster backpack, (laughs) which I thought was kind of cool. Because seriously, you can't travel with that. What do you do with that? If you got to go somewhere, what do you do with that big thing? I've traveled with it one time and you know what I did? I put it in the box and I put that box in my suitcase. I was just going to say, can't you just pack it? Is it too much? Is it heavy? It's huge. No, it's not heavy at all. It's light. But it's just takes up the majority of your space. Anyway, those are some amazing things that... You need to do the unthinkable, Elsie, which is bring two suitcases. (laughs) God forbid we have two suitcases. Oh, no, two suitcases is not okay. happening. No, no, no. But I love love the Roadcaster backpack. I think it's really, really awesome. So those are some wonderful things that Rode just released that I am super stoked by. So Rode, I am here for you. I'm your girl. Send all the stuff to me and I will make magic with it and I will love on it because I love on this stuff. So anyway. getting deep. Getting deep in here. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) would you like to talk about your latest AI tool that you have to share with us? 
Yes, I do. Okay. okay. Um, I'm just now playing with it. But this person, so this girl, the CEO and founder of this tool is going to be a speaker at She Podcast Live. Get out of town. So she's going to be at She Podcast Live. I am so excited. Yeah. So, so lately is basically a way for you to repurpose long form content into social posts and then you can schedule them. So basically you upload a blog post, you can do a video, you can do your podcast, you upload it, it grabs the information and then starts to make, you know, if you've connected Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, it starts making Twitter's, Facebooks and Instagram. You just go through, see how they look and schedule them the fuck out. It's wow. incredible. It is not cheap. It's like $179 a month, but they do give you a free seven-day trial so that you can figure out whether or not it's worth that. And I mean, I think it might be worth that if you like are a busy person and don't feel like writing, 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 but you still want to yeah. like so like I just I just now uploaded Murder and Mastodon. Uh-huh. And oh, it says looks like we processed all okay. So here's the video upload. View progress. Let me see. Is it done? Oh, it's still analyzing my... I uploaded a video from Facebook. It's working, basically. It's still working. Okay. But it's amazing. So it's Lately.ai, and Kate is her name. She is going to be a speaker at She Podcast Live. I'm so excited to have her. She's an AI tech guru whiz type gal, and she's very down to earth and cool. And this is one of the coolest tools I've ever seen. You just upload your podcast and it makes posts. And it doesn't even take that long to make posts. That's very cool. And that way you can have, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Anything that's going to take, I guess, you know, if you're going to be, yeah, oh my God. I was, there was, there's like a, I'm part of this other uh, Slack channel. It's another community that is very much about digital marketing in there. And it, but mm -hmm. it's super data driven. Like it's not the fun marketing, like, oh my God, what colors are we going to make this? <laughs> right. How can we really passionately reach people? Like it's not that kind of a community. It's a very much like Google Analytics and numbers and data and charts. And that doesn't like sound that. fun at all. Nothing about that sounded fun. I know. I'm sorry, but I find it fun because I know nothing about that. So when people are that smart, I'm like, Ooh, I like, I can ask questions about, yeah, anyway, I'm not even going to all the things, all you can the ask things questions that I have zero all, idea about. All the things, everything yeah. you could think of. All that I think about. I'm always in there, but, but they yeah. just asked a question like, Oh, like question of the day. Cause they have a question of the day in every, every single thing. And so they go, What's the first, what are the first jobs that are going to be taken up by AI? Maybe not now, but in four years, go. I mean, <laughs> like, um, weatherman. <laughs> and so the, oh, weatherman. Mm, I could see that. And I could oh, yeah. see somebody like even using their voice. I haven't that. heard the voice of a meteorologist in like five years. I only get it from Alexa. Oh my gosh, Alexa. I but they don't give gonna... you the nuance. But anyway, li That's listen. True. So the first thing that I thought about was, Okay, so the first part would be somebody who does exactly what this tool was going to be doing, because not to say that there's no art form to creating social content, because there is, but I think that it's certain type of social content, right? Like right. engaging, like community driven, something that comes from your voice. Like there's, there's something that you do have to have a little bit more of your hand in there. But when mm -hmm. it comes to repurposing content, yeah. there's only so many ways you can... 
No, there's only so many ways you can say the same thing. This but AI true. has an unlimited supply of ways that they can say the same thing. Case in point, I'll tell you what I did today. You oh, may no. not notice. Don't get mad. Oh, no. You may not have noticed yet. Because did you I replace just me? Am I an AI robot? Yes. No, um, <laughs> I was redoing the homepage of the She Podcast Live site and I found another event that I liked how the layout was and I liked the way that they were phrasing things and it made sense. So I took a paragraph, I put it into AI, it gave me five other ways to say the same thing. Okay. And I mixed it up, made it about podcasting and put it on our homepage. That's good. It's really good when you can do stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it's not necessarily plagiarism because, first of all, it was about completely different industry. And second of all, they're all different words. Yeah. But they're saying the same thing. Yeah. And it's like, no, I get it. I I think that that's what it I think part of what we're trying to figure out there is there was something else that I was I was trying to find another way to say community without saying community 50,000 times, you know, and that's really helpful because then I can go like give me another way to say this. Right. Yeah. And then when it comes to certain sentences that I I'll say it my way, I think what I love is that I'll write like an entire essay. Yeah. And just, and whole, I just go with my own brain. It's 2000 and like words Elsie at style. minimum. Yeah. Yeah. It's 2000 words minimum, but it's so great because then I can go like, can you just make this more like understandable? English. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. I'm like, just make it more understandable. Make it more like English. So, oh yeah, okay. So that means that it's already taken the place of me because I used to do that for you. Oh yeah. Now you, you can crushed. just now you can just put it in AI and be like, simplify, <laughs> and it will simplify, which is what you need. It, it all will along. simplify. I do. You're right. And yes. So, yeah. That's anyway. all you need. And I mean, for me, like, I don't need. Like, you are perfectly fine with just. Going off on 10 pages, whereas I can't start. I stare at the page right. and go, what the, f- how do I, what do I, how, which yeah. word, you know, and then I'm like, okay, write me an email that says this. And then I can edit that and make it myself. And also, here's the other thing. I don't think AI can be funny. They're cute. They can be cute. They can be clever. They can be punny. But humor is so subjective, right? Like, yeah. Like, what we think is funny can often be different. So that part has to be added in by a human being or at least relayed by a human being or at least written by a human being. Because I also don't think that AI can be sarcastic, ironic, dry, mm. perturbed, irritated. That might be worth an experiment. Like write an email that makes you sound irritated I just see what it says. I'd be very here. Let's do it right now. In fact, if we can. Oh, my God. See, the other thing, too, that I think would be really funny. I wonder if it would know if you said write an email as if you were the funniest comedian for housewives, you know, something like that for housewives. For housewives. Like I was just thinking, like, you know how there are some comedians that are really good at talking to certain people you just love them because they always talk about that one thing that you you think it's really funny so that's what i'm saying okay okay write an email as if you were the funniest comedian and the most popular among comedian among housewives yes let's see what okay all right let's see i would even if they're not talking about housewives because i think that subject my life is a hilarious housewife (laughs) a peek behind the curtain hey there dearest house spouse 
You, my fabulous friend, are receiving this email because you're a part of the elite club of housewives who adore laughter as much as they adore their wine, or maybe even more. If you're wondering who I am, well, you've just landed on the mailing list of the funniest and most popular comedian amongst housewives worldwide. Yours truly, your name. Did you hear about the time I tried to clean the house before the in-laws arrived? I was running around like a maniac, scrubbing and dusting every inch of the place when I realized I had just cleaned the entire house with furniture polish. The moment my mother-in-law took one step inside, she slipped and slid across the living room like she was auditioning for Olympic figure skating team. I don't think I'll be winning daughter-in-law of the year anytime soon. Speaking of disasters, can we talk about the time I baked cookies for fundraiser? Wow. All right. I'm going to stop it right there. I'm just going to stop it right there because so far we're cooking and cleaning. Yes. Which is like, so I can. It's very misogynistic. So I can say. super misogynist. But I didn't give it any parameters no you so didn't. like if i wanted to say that a comedian among housewives this should you have to say like this should be sarcastic and dry and talk yeah. about either not being able to cook or not being able you know something you have to give it more parameter than just i'm the funniest but like i'd like to see if it can be ir- i mean i think i'm wrong i think it probably could be irritated if i told it to yeah you know wait there was another no i don't want it let's not go into the darkness i let's what? stay let's stay into the light No, there was this other, uh, this other article that I was going to, oh my God, it was so crazy. It was this um, other app that it was an AI chat bot thing. Yeah, that's an app, a phone app, right? I don't even know what it was, but it was really awful because it is currently, I don't even know if it's being brought to justice or whatever, but it caused somebody to harm themselves, to, to, Again, sorry, people who are triggered by things like this. Please don't listen. But the man ended his life. What? He ended his life because of this chatbot. What? Why? What? What are you saying? I'm going to share. You're kidding, right? I am not kidding. I am going to share with you the link so that you see. I was like. Why would someone do that based on a robot? Disturbed. Because it actually, it did this thing like the person was having a hard time anyway. And Mm -hmm. it literally told it to do it. Oh, yeah. Just kill yourself. Kind of get out of here. Why would it do that? Because of here, I I shared it privately just because we'll put it in the show notes, folks. We'll put it in the show notes, but I put that in there for you, but I did read this thing and I was thoroughly disturbed by that. In oh, the in chat. our regular okay, I see, I see, private I chat, I got it. Oh my god! It is like super crazy because it didn't have any. It's a Belgian app called Chai. Yeah. Oh, it provided us with different methods of suicide with very little prompting. That's why it didn't say go kill yourself. He he asked the robot for advice on how to do it, and it gave it to him. That's what it's yeah. supposed to do. But also he named the chat bot too. So there are some some other things about Ooh, the chat bot where yeah. you give it you give it human characteristics. And then so when you start mm-hmm. to make them human, then what they speak back to you becomes so much more poignant because it's as if you know what I mean? If it's a human being giving you the tips of how to take your life. It's, yeah. it's a it's it's a different it's a whole thing. And it was actually I know this man was asking very specific things, but he was already 
like he basically said, this is what's going on with the planet, if you will. He was feeling environmental anxiety or something. Oh, my God. And so this, he was like. It has and, screenshots of how she told him to. Oh, this is yeah. really bad. It's so it is bad. really bad. It's not again. Just like the story we covered earlier, it was bad. It was really bad. And so you sit there and you go, oh, and that's, mind you, it's not all, not all AI, but the possibilities of things like that is you look at this and you go, oh, this is not. Did you see in the article, there's another one that is um, sexually harassing its users, Replica. It's an Italian app, a competitor of Chai, that um, was advertised as an AI companion who cares and promises erotic role play, but it started to send sexual messages even after users said they weren't interested. It's been banned in Italy for posing real risks to children and for storing the personal data of Italian minors. However, when Replica began limiting the erotic role play, some users grew to depend on it, experienced mental health crises, so they had to reinstate it. So in other words... (laughs) I, this is seriously, it's this like is the like only, scary listen, stuff, dude. Listen, it's if it's the stuff. only attention you get, if you found something to give you a compliment every day, whereas before you didn't, I mean, yeah, I'd be sad if it went away. Yeah, but that's like so telling of our society, though. It's so messed up. Seriously, it is, it is so it is. messed up. It's just not okay. But <sighs> if you're shy... I mean, is it or I mean, if you're no, shy, if you're shy, no, there's been reclusive. plenty of times doing the world where there's been shy people. I'm you, saying sometimes you learn it's to hard cope. to connect with other people. This is an easy uh, way to feel connected. Okay. To people. Now, I just don't think I think that that's a slippery slope right there. Slippery it is. I'm not slope. saying it's not. I'm not even justifying it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think if I if I was the type of person who would become dependent on that and then they took it away, I, yeah, I think I'd feel like someone died. I mean, especially if you're having normal human-like conversations with it. This is about your disturbing. day and stuff. Okay, but you and I have someone to tell about our day. Not everyone does. I get that. I get all of that stuff. I understand it. I just think so, that there's some there's some things that we need to take a look at because it is obviously Having real life, like yeah, it becomes a necessity, you know, it's yeah, just, yeah. It, there's a yeah, lot you're right. to this conversation. It's not you're, just like, oh yeah, let's, let's just, I mean. I mean, much whoa. like the internet, there's going to have to be a whole nother slew of rules and laws and how far that will go and freedom of speech and the right to worship robots or whatever the fuck, I don't know. This is People making crazy. their own religions and like, I mean, you know, we just have to. Go as we go and figure it out because I'd rather have it than not have it. Really? Like I can give her, I don't at this, this is the time when it's time to let it go kind of a thing versus I'm not saying us. I'm saying the world has the opportunity at this point to set parameters versus later, right? Because because later it's going to be embedded in everything. It's well, it's you know, and wh- now is the time to to draw those boundaries. What I see is a possible future where money is no longer an issue because you have access to something that will diagnose medical problems, summarize English literature, um, give you advice on the stocks. 
tell you the best way to lose weight for yourself. You don't have to pay any of those specialists. Eventually, what good will money be? And then then maybe we could go about living our lives and, and trying to live up to our potential without having to hustle constantly for a dime and a nickel. You know, like we're so desperate. I have to say I am very um, a future love innovation, love to see like the future evolve. But like what you just said is not a world I want to live in. Like you don't that's not live in a world where there, we don't need money. Not that's like, a different. You made a huge leap between because everybody's going to be taken care of by these robots and not having money. Where I thought you were going to go is like only the people who have the money are going to control all no, of I mean, the that's probably information. True. But there is another podcast that I love, Jessica. It is so good. Mm-hmm. It's not sexy. It's not creative. It's not. Oh, boy. I can't wait to listen. Yeah, I know. It's called <laughs> An Arm and a Leg. Okay. Okay. And it's all about stories. Mind you, I shouldn't have said creative because it is creative in the way that it's presented because I'm riveted by every episode. It is about what happens in the health industry and how fucked up it is. And it is so good because they tell you stories about like when you go for, you know, like, oh, I had to go in the emergency room and then I got a $22,000 bill and you know and all this kind of stuff so they tell you the stories and then they tell you how to beat them and what are your the tool sets that you need to do and like i was just like what there's all of this incredible information that they that they share in the show about all the things that you can do to fight all of this stuff and i was just like wow and the way that it's presented again the way that it's presented is on point like it's it's interesting and the storytelling aspect very well researched and it's topic it's really really good and it's called an arm and a leg and i am a huge fan huge fan i can't wait i actually can't wait to listen to it i could i could do this show myself just on just on rehabs alone andrea knows it Yay! Yay! I was so excited when i i I, it's it's, i could do my my own version of this for addicts that's how terrible the health system is for yeah. addiction. Like I could do my own never-ending supply of stories of people who have come in and out of rehab and fucked with insurance and things haven't gotten paid and things only get paid for 30 days and things have to be resubmitted and therefore it gives them time to, you know, relapse and overdose. It's a fucking mess. When it comes to taking care of an addict, it's a mess. And that's if you can find a facility that's even like, that's even safe, because a lot of them is where they get more drugs. There's drug dealers in there who are like trying to get you hooked on other shit. It's horrible. Oh, my God. It's such a mess. Anyway. All right. Arm and a leg. Go check out that podcast. And since we're over, we're going to go ahead and clean it on up. So thank you guys so much for being with us today and for listening to our show. We appreciate it so much. Please go to She Podcast Live and get your ticket for She Podcast Live. We were going to be in Washington, D.C. this June. And this week, we just announced new keynotes. And I'm not going to tell you who they are right now because I'm closing the show. But <laughs> pretty exciting. So go check it out. ShePodcastLive.com. Also go to ShePodcast.com for all the links from today's episode. And then find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Pinterest and TikTok. So that you can hear everything we have to say all the time and get a never-ending supply of she podcasts. That sounds like a nightmare, actually. Never mind. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, thank you guys so much for being with us. Um, love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>